Hello everyone and welcome to the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. My name is Brandon and with me I've got my friend... Brandon. Hey, we are here... For our 45th episode, mind you. Yeah. Man. We're awesome. We're middle-aged podcast. (laughs) Yeah. In podcast years. You would think by this point we would have more people listening to our episodes. I was hoping for legions at this point. Yeah. I was hoping to just get some groupies, honestly. Yeah. But we're not there... That's okay, because we don't really make it to be famous, but we make it specifically just because we love talking about video games and movies and TV shows, anything that uh, tickles our little geek funny bone. Yeah, and you know what? You got philosophical on me earlier, right before we got on the mics and said, if you didn't do a podcast about geek culture, what would you do? And mm-hmm. you know, you said, maybe I'd be doing politics, me, I'd maybe be doing something sports related, maybe uh, wrestling related, because I love professional wrestling. And then it's funny, because you said, well... No one would give a shit because I'm not really qualified. What makes us qualified to do this even? Touche. Maybe yeah. that's why our, our no one, listener yeah. base is not growing. Yeah, and we sure aren't getting watched either. All the same, we are here because we love you and we love talking about geek stuff and nerd culture. And that's exactly what we're going to talk to you about today. I thought we were done uh, this year anyways in our last recording, but we're able to squeeze one more in before yep. this new year ends and before we say hello to 2018. And that's kind of the bulk of what we're looking at today is we're kind of, you know, par for the course at the end of the year what are we looking forward to in next year so we're gonna begin into a lofty discussion crossing all platforms about that we also want to talk about the disaster artist because you know if you listened to us previously a few uh about a month or two ago we broke down the room the cult classic from yes. 2003 oh yeah and now we're breaking down the movie about the movie and that's going to be a fun discussion and a few other things mixed in the mix if you will that didn't yeah. make sense but go with it what the hell <laughs> Um, But first, as is our tradition, a little late for the holidays. We kind of missed this one. Yeah. Um, But hey, future stock for next year. Yeah. We want to let you know about this great new product. A um, very popular toy brand came to us and said, hey, we want you to advertise this product. Please try to get it in before the holiday season. Unfortunately, we couldn't do that. Right. Um, So we're sorry. But if you're doing any returns or exchanges, it's not too late. Yes. Future thought for next year, or even if you got a kid's birthday party coming up soon or something like that. So to our listeners who have kids, this one really might help you out when you're wondering what to get that special little kid in your life. There's something funny going on. It's Tickle Me Elmo. Tickle Me Elmo has been one of the top-selling toys for over two decades. Now, get your child the newest edition of their favorite toy. It's Tickle Me Elmo, Corporate Edition. Time to learn how things really work in the corporate world. When your child tickles him, he laughs, shakes, and teaches lifelong lessons about what it takes to succeed as a working adult. Tickle me right here. If you ever want to get ahead in this business. A fun and educational toy that gives kids an early insight at how life works in the business world. Stop crying and start tickling. That's right. Give the gift of brutal honesty this holiday season. Show them that the American dream comes with a price. What? You think Jared would have ever gotten the subway job if he wasn't gobbling up a few six-inch subs? Time for your kids to grow up. It's just how it's done in and it all starts with Tickle Me Elmo, Corporate Edition, by Molesto. Molesto! You know what? I That wasn't the way I thought it was going to go. We really got to yeah. start filtering these a little bit more and I know. listening to them I, ahead of time. I usually listen to them. I, I didn't on this one, and I, I was kind of shocked at what... I mean, don't get me wrong. We're supposed to just take money from fake sponsors to help cover the cost of our production or whatever right. everyone uh, on their podcast yeah, the, says. Yeah, the $15 a month for SoundCloud. <laughs> oh my gosh, got to help us cover our costs, people. Anyways, thank you to our fake sponsors. You like that? Of course you did. Keep tuning in every time. We'll have a different fake sponsor or for you. Or a couple, you. sometimes. Or a couple, yeah. You got to tune in to find out. So let's get into it. What um, are we getting into? Should we just kick off with the disaster artist? Yeah, let's make that our topic of the week. Let's do it. Never was going to be a huge box office movie, but how can a movie about a cult movie really do big box office? But this movie right. was really good. It was really good. I think it's interesting that James Franco 
is, I guess, in the running for an Oscar for this. I would say at least Golden Globes. We'll see how. Well, the, see, I the, just think that's weird because I think he should be. He like, did an amazing job. Well, he sort of did, but all he's doing is he's playing somebody who's very bad at acting. So he just has to be very bad. But it at takes acting. a good actor to do that in a weird uh, way. I mean, I guess, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird parody where art imitates life or even vice versa in this situation. Yeah. So, oh, if you don't know what we're talking about, the disaster artist, of course, please, please, I hope that you know about The Room, the, room, the Tommy Wiseau Wiseau classic from 2003 that made $1,800. That, it, at first, it made $1,800, and it cost $6 million to make. Yes. Um, but in time, it has now... I don't know if it's... I'm sure it's I'm made sure it's well made it over the $6 million back. And Tommy Wiseau is probably sitting pretty now, which is odd because if you've never seen the original Room movie, it is one of the best bad movies you will ever see. Yes, and it's and only now it's, the best. It's only good because it's so bad. And now it's doing like special midnight screenings for years on end now down in Hollywood or mm-hmm. when they travel and he does it like in San Francisco or some of the bigger cities that like an old landmark theater and throws the football with his fans and stuff like that. Yeah. We're going to assume that you know about The Room, and if not, go back to our episode a and few times ago. And we're also going ago. to assume that you've seen The Disaster Artist. Oh, yes. Yeah. I guess spoilers? this is going to be a spoiler discussion. Yeah. And this is not the kind of movie where there are very many spoilers. No, because really we already know what's up. It's telling the story just of how this the details. movie was made. But here's... Actually, with that in mind, let me just say, I was disappointed... Because I was really looking forward to to learning a little bit more about Tommy Wiseau and how he got his money, how old he is, where he's from, <laughs> they don't tell you. how he the... got into wanting to do acting. And the interesting thing about this movie is that is never touched on, but it, the question is asked multiple, multiple times, times. in the movie. It's those three bigs. Where are you from? How did you get your money? How old are you? And they're never answered. And I think that's almost like a protective thing, too. But maybe well, that's how it was. I think it's because Tommy Wiseau legitimately won't tell anyone. You know who he reminds me of, especially not only seeing him in clips of his real life, but now the portrayal by James Franco? Hmm. I think he's an alien, like a really shitty alien from far away outer space. Poland, yeah. Sent <laughs> one of their their spies, but not like with malicious intent, just be like, oh yeah, go be like a human. And they just studied like some like 10 minute blip of human culture and be like, oh, this is what a human is and that what actually, a human does. That's really good because <laughs> that is... That is what it seems like. It seems like he's imitating life in general, but he's very bad at it. He, he doesn't understand why he it, reminds why me, or how it works. Exactly. And he reminds me of like a weird character from like Aqua Teen Hunger Force just trying to like infiltrate yeah. human life. And yeah. he he just Yeah, but he's not a bad guy. You kind of would think that he's a he's a creep, like in the room. He is. He is. But you learn in reality he just doesn't get it. Like he's just missing something that makes him connect with what's really going on around him and yet he has money and he has stuff that would say otherwise yeah and it's just it doesn't add up and that's the whole mystery behind this whole thing is because we all know those people there are people in all of our lives who we just kind of look at and we go they really just don't get it they don't understand social cues they they are just a little bit off and nobody can really figure them out. But you get to the point where you start to work with that and you understand that, that that's just the way that that person is. Right. And you can work around it, right? Which and that, is what uh, Greg, Greg, a.k.a. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave Franco, mm-hmm. had to do in this movie. This whole movie is about really their relationship and how that relationship led into the creation of this movie, The Room, because they were struggling actors who couldn't get anywhere in the in the movie business yeah i thought it was it it was more biographical than i thought it was going to be going into it about the relationship and all the preamble leading up to the making of the actual movie the making of the movie was kind of like on the shorter end of yeah the span of the movie which is fine i didn't mind but it was more story based than i thought i thought it was just gonna be straight mockumentary style but Mm. it told a pretty like pretty good story as far as its cohesiveness and you know they both were fans of james dean and they were both in the same you know hack acting troupe in san francisco well, Greg showed him james dean oh tommy knew about him first though mm. i'm pretty sure no they showed him watching the movie and where he when he was like you're tearing me apart and he was just like oh this is so good oh like, that was a 
You're right. And, and that so was I f- think Greg introduced Tommy to... And then the, he's, and that's the thing. This Tommy guy has like... He, his, he's anchored nowhere. He's just like a free-flowing spirit. You know, he's just yeah, like... He has yeah, a, let's just a home go. in San Francisco. He has a home in LA. Yeah. He's got a kick-ass apartment with all this crazy stuff a in A picture portrait Francisco. of himself. Por- yeah, a portrait of himself. I mean, that's the thing. If there's somebody out there that everybody thinks is creepy, he doesn't understand regular social behavior business like how did he get his money and that's those are the questions that have been bugging me ever since i originally saw this movie and started looking it up and you can tell in this movie he wanted to keep that secret i know and so they honored that through this storytelling in this movie i guess i just i figured that maybe i just hoped that this movie would shed some light on it but all it did was it brought up the same questions that everybody already has and told the story that everybody knows, except in more detail. I didn't leave feeling like it was a bad movie. It was a good movie. It's ultimately something I'm probably not going to remember a few months from now. Yeah, me too. But I did I did like it, and the cameos were great. Some of his mannerisms that he caught, just like, you see so much of Johnny, or I should say you see so much of Tommy in Johnny now, because we didn't have a frame of reference necessarily when you just watched yeah. The Room. But you see, he's just like basically himself. Like everyone thinks I'm villain. I don't. I don't yeah. understand. You know, I'm not vampire. Yeah. Like, so I, he wants to prove to the world that he's the he's not the a hero. Bad guy. He's yeah. the good guy. And I did like that scene when he's in the diner in Hollywood and he sees a producer that he recognizes, and he goes and asks him, like you said, not understanding any social cues, having like right. no social graces, bothering the guy while he's having dinner. The guy's trying to be nice to him, and then he explodes. I mean, he's like, "Look, you're never going to make it in a million effing years. You get it." And then he just looks at me he's like, but after that? Like, <laughs> yeah. And to think that even if this is dolled up for the camera for the intense purposes of this movie, it's pretty pretty accurate. You it's know? pretty accurate to how now, his mind works. Right. Now Tommy has since said that this movie, The Disaster Artist... 99.9% Right. But it's based off the namesake of the book that Greg Sestero wrote, which Tommy has kind of disavowed that book and said that's right. only like 40% true, which right. I don't know how he's quantifying his percentages. But he's saying now that James got a hold of the book, read it, and wanted to make a movie based on that. It's just such a like a pain. And now he's of- saying it's 99.8 or 99.9, or he says something like that. Yeah. Percent true. And even James Franco's like, but it's based solely on the book that you said is 40% true. So it's so, just... The, the man, he's such a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. um, it was a good movie. And if you are a fan of The Room, definitely have some contextualization as to what this might have actually been like for these people. These are real people, mind you. Right. You know, and, even and though I they're think being it's played by actors. I think it's very important to see the the movie The Room first. And yes. really, oh, absolutely. really, really, truly, if you have not seen that, go see it, but don't go see it by yourself. Go... And you can actually... It's a party It's movie. hard to... It's kind of hard to find, but you can find it on YouTube and it's full. Yeah, it, some it, of the things are sped up to, or the access yeah, ratios ways are to off do it. or something. But no um, big deal. But like, You're not missing find anything. it. Watch it with at least one or two other people. Because I've seen it, num- I don't know, numerous times. Probably I'd say three a or four. Yeah. No, I've probably seen it at least three or four. No, I was speaking for myself. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, okay. But, and every time I've seen it, I've had at least four or five people around me. And it's just so much better when something crazy happens and everybody laughs and says, what the hell? Did did that scene just happen the way it happened? Yeah. Why are we seeing his ass so much? Like, what is happening or in this why is shop the drug scene? dealer Chris R instead of just Chris? Because there's no other Chris's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just little things that you'll get clued in on. And like, that's weird. Or and why nice did they, they touch they, on it in the movie? Right, or green screen an alleyway when they actually had an alleyway yeah. in their production studio. They're like, why, why? We have an alleyway. It looks just like that right out here. Why don't we film it out there? And he goes, no, this real Hollywood movie. <laughs> and you're just like, that so was literally his mindset. Yeah, guy, poor guy just doesn't get it. And, you know, you don't, I don't know. Everyone can reach their own conclusions, but like, are you supposed to feel bad for him? Or are you supposed to be like, no, this guy's a weirdo. But like, well, they, by the I, end of the movie, you see how his vision for something true Hollywood and telling people like, you know, follow your dreams and I'm not a bad guy ends up blowing up in his face and he has no choice but to just be like, okay, oh, I, made, I a, made a comedic movie, he yeah. says at the end. Yeah. And but, he starts to suck it up and, 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 or soak it up and like the attention, even though it's not the attention he was looking for. Not at all. But you know what? Any fame is better than no fame according to this you know he just wants oh, yeah. people's adoration this to be told. movie 
he's his life is revolved has revolved around this movie ever since he made it. Oh, it is him. And and even though it was a colossal failure, over time he is now widely widely known throughout the U.S. and the world. Oh, he can't go anywhere and not be recognized. A- now. Exactly. But yeah, just the little things, like you said. Gosh, sorry. Did like I don't want to give away all the the points because people have seen it or will go see it. But just when he's like wearing his pants, his cargo pants, which is something he like dresses like himself in yeah. real life in the movie. And even when they're like, Hey, f- like we need to roll. And it's his first scene and he's nervous. And he literally grabs all his things off the table and puts them in his pants. And they're like, no, take those out. And he's like, no, yeah. my stuff stays with me. It's like just little things like that. Cause you watch the room. You're like, why are his pants so bad? And what are those bulges? He looks like mm-hmm. he's wearing like saddlebags on either side. And just a little thing like that. Oh, they that. pointed out so many things that you just question. That you as a fan, when you've seen the movie, you're like, why this? Which kind of legitimizes what you've seen and that questions that you had. You're like, okay, I wasn't the only one who noticed it, right? Right. He is having sex with her belly button. Yeah. Like, and why is his ass showing so predominantly? And that was intentional. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Or the filming on digital and and uh, doing the green screen on the roof and yeah, yeah. It was a great movie for a fan of the room. I actually don't think his performance was great. Oh, the facial expressions, the I I really weird I don't. body and, mechanics, and I feel like Tommy Wiseau's true look is so unique and they didn't capture it all they did was put a wig on him and dress him up in leather jacket and some weird clothes but tommy Wiseau's face has very unique and interesting features and that wasn't captured at all like i'm going he's significantly shorter than james franco and greg in real life is taller than him but in the movie they're the opposite and so these things kind of threw me out of it because I know what he really looks like and I know what James Franco looks like and all I could think about the entire time was that this is James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau. I almost wish they would have just got Tommy Wiseau to play it. Yeah, honestly, like I feel like... <laughs> or given him something on his face, like do something on his face to make it more unique and make it more Wiseau-ish. Wiseau-ish? Oh, see, I thought they did a good job of making him look like him because how do you make anyone look like him? Well, that's that's the thing. That's he's so unique. I don't know, but I don't think they got there. That's my problem. Fair enough. And all they did was put a wig on him and clothes, which is a big staple for who that person is. But it's not everything. Man, I kind of want to drink Red Bull through a straw right now. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> I I'd say overall a really good movie. I enjoyed it. Maybe you will too. Yeah. What would you uh, What would you give this on a rating from Let's say like zero a, to one hundred, like an eight point five, eighty five. 85? Yeah, it was a really solid B movie for me. Okay. I would probably go a little bit lower. I'd probably give it about an 80. Just because the entire time, me personally, and I know you feel differently, I could not wrap my head around the fact that James Franco is Tommy Wiseau. I kept on thinking it's James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau. Well, it was definitely a project of his. It was obviously something he he wrote the adaptation from the book, from the movie. Right. And he directed as well. So you can tell it was a passion project of his, much like it was of Wiseau's. So it's almost kind of like fortuitous I, in that regard. I thought I heard somewhere along the lines that Tommy Wiseau was going to have a, a cameo in there, but I don't think Well, they he had did. that reel at the end when they yeah, were but those are, doing the footage versus... That was just footage. Yeah. No, I, I, if he did, I didn't see it. I don't know. Director's cut, maybe. Alrighty. Moving on from the disaster artist, we want to talk about... This upcoming year, all that 2018 is going to bring in, the things we are hyped up for most, it's going to cross all platforms, whether it's TV shows or games or movies. So let's uh, just throw it open for discussion. Do you want to focus per category? You want to just yeah, let, throw let, it out Let's there. categorize. Okay. Yeah. Where should we start? I think we should start with games. I really can't think of too many games that I'm actually knowingly, that, are, that I know are coming out in 2018 that I'm really hyped up for. Uh-huh. I'll give you just top two that come to mind, sure. and then let's decorate it from there. Red Dead Redemption, That's of course. my top. And I'm in need of a really strong single-player story game. I feel like I didn't have that in the games that I played that much in 2017. I had Wolfenstein, I had Resident Evil 7, and those were great single-player story-based games that I played, but I'm really looking for a time-sync game that I can do by myself. You know, which so which is, and I'm thinking that's gonna be Red Dead Redemption. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Plus, the online component is gonna be awesome too. But 
I really just want to get lost in that world of the the frontier. Oh, I know, and, me too. I mean, the first game was so good, and the storytelling was so good. The voice acting was amazing. And, of course, we know that this studio, Rockstar, has... They they have they have pretty much an unlimited budget. After Grand Theft Auto Five is making just millions upon millions and selling millions of copies, it's just they they've taken their time, and I know for a fact that they are going to put out a very quality product. And I also know that they are not going to let um they're not going to let it go without constantly updating it like they have to Grand Theft Auto. Oh, 5. years years on down the line, I would imagine. Well, I mean, look, Grand Theft Auto Five is literally getting things up to this year and past, you yep. know. And, and it's and I, the, Grand Theft Auto Five is something that I s- kind of skipped on. I, I played the campaign all the way through, but I skipped on the online, and I wish I didn't. Yeah. Because it's got so much amazing stuff, but I feel like it's a little too late for me to jump in. Oh yeah. So You'll I like the now. fact that with Red Dead, I can hop in right from the beginning. Get I know that's the- going to be one of those games that. I'm just going to buy, like, right off the bat. There's not going to be a question. The reviews can say it sucks, and I... Well, they won't, I don't imagine, but I... I'd be shocked. I would, too, for sure. So we can definitely say with confidence that's the game we're probably mutually hyped up for the most. Yeah. Uh, sea of Thieves. What's your interest level in Sea of Thieves now confirmed uh, for a early Is 2018 okay. release? I, yeah, I like that. I like that game. I saw it when I went to PAX. Mm-hmm. I didn't play it because I wasn't willing to wait hours to play it, but I was able to just stand five feet away from a whole bunch of people who were playing it. And it was nice because they had TVs lined up. And when you stand back a little bit, you could see everyone's perspective. And so it really gave you this idea of how a team works together in that game. And I really like that. I mean, very similar to what we get in Overwatch or something like that. It's a team-based game. Everybody has to talk. Everybody has to play online. But you know they're not. That's why I'm a little like reticent to jump yeah. on this game because it's going to be another, what, six on six? Five? I can't remember. Well, how many ever it takes to crew a ship? And I just feel like it's going to be an awesome game conceptually, but over time it's going to be another one where you're like, great, no one's using a mic. What are you doing over here? What's this yes. guy doing? Hey, I'm calling out for help. You know. And yeah. unless you're just playing with friends and you have four, five, six friends all have the same game on the same system, happen to be online at the same time, it's eventually going to get frustrating. And, and we're you're going to get the people who, like my friend Jordan, who I went to PAX with actually in Seattle, he's the type who, he doesn't get online and not hook up with somebody to play a game with. Yeah. Basically, him and his friends will continuously text back and forth and say, hey, we're all getting on. We're going to play this game at this time. Let's do this. Um, and so he's, he's that type of player who i'm afraid to get online with because he's going to uh hook up with you know eight of his friends or however many are on a team and they are going to just dominate every time because you know you have solid players who are all talking who have been doing this as a team and they all know their positions but for people like you and me we're gonna hop on and it's just gonna be us hoping that the other people have a mic and they're not right and playing with a bunch of randos for sure. And that's not the game's fault. But by design, that is something I'm like, makes me a little like, eh, about yeah. the game. I think the game itself looks phenomenal. It's beautiful, man. The water in that game looks just beautiful. And well, if you're on a sea, you want good looking water. <laughs> yes. And shark attacks. So there's another one uh, that I know you're interested in, which is Metro Exodus. Oh, absolutely. That one looks It looks great. Really, and I love the last Metro games. and I know you do too. Oh, huge, huge fan. Uh, yeah, that's confirmed 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's probably number two if I had to start listing things out. That'd be right there uh, behind Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption Dose. Excuse me. See, for me, God of War is oh, of course, one of the ones I'm looking forward to most. And if I didn't have recently bought a PlayStation Four, it would be one of those that I'd be like, yeah, I'd love to play it, but, but- I can't. And now that I have the ability, I'm just really looking forward to that game coming out. On that note, of course, then you got to be hyped for Last of Us 2. Yes. I'm not sure if that's 2018. It better be. I really want it to be. I'm going to say it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I... Then, you hear that, Sony? Yay. Make it happen. Yeah. If Speaking not, of uh, PlayStation exclusive, Spider-Man as well. That's going to be good. Well, see, here's the thing. I am so hesitant to, to say that's going to be a good game. I've seen some of the gameplay, and it looks okay... But it's really hard to do a Spider-Man game 
that doesn't play similar to every other open world Spider-Man game they've had. Super repetitive eventually too. That's one of those that I would love to play and just dive deep into it and love that game. But I have a feeling I'm going to play it and I'm going to be like, it's one of the best Spider-Man games, but it's not a great Spider-Man game. Is that, you know, because the only good Spider-Man game ever was Spider-Man 2. Two. Absolutely. Everybody and knows that. And even by today, I mean, by today's standards, that's nothing. That game is boring as hell. Yeah. So anyway, any others? Ooh, Jurassic Park. Uh, nope. Uh, we evolution? talked about that before. I know. I'm looking but forward hey, to that. More power to you. Tell me why, though, if you don't mind me asking. I'm. I'm. Because you're a Jurassic Park fan. Inherently. I am. A, I'm a Jurassic Park fan, and I I love the idea of building up a world. Simple as that. Cool. I was. So, really, I'm really good at Simpsons Tapped Out. So hey, you got me hooked on that game, like to the point where I was buying in-game purchases, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I'm literally like, my phone bill's seven dollars a month more for. For that a few extra game. donuts or whatever their currency yeah. is, so stupid. And so it got me. So that's a game that I'm, I'm. I really hope they don't mess it up with. It's not mobile, right? It's actually like no. It's a full game. It's console. But PC. I mean, it. They could totally do microtransactions, loot boxes. They could totally do that to make money. Is EA the publisher? What's going on? <laughs> uh, not no, the EA's I don't know who is exclusive um, in that, but. But I mean, everybody's doing it because everybody's sixty bucks has been the price for a game for decades now right i mean game developers need to keep up with inflation but nobody's willing to go over a 60 dollar price tag and so they have to do these microtransactions and i get it sad but true but i just don't want to be i just don't want to feel like my game is hindered you know right like give me a different shirt to put on the t-rex or something sure like it then should, i won't yeah, feel like cosmetic stuff fine that's i'm okay with that a new paint job for a building but don't make it so that you need this building, so you have to wait X amount of time, or you can just buy it with real money. I, I really hope that doesn't happen. It's kind of how Amazon t- gets you with their shipping. Like you could have it here, but if you want it now, <laughs> if, if two days is too long to wait, yeah. get it in one day. You, you weirdo prick. What about Far Cry? What about Far Cry? Far Cry Five, of course. Thank you. I knew I knew something was missing. Yeah. I just hope it's not another Far Cry game. Well, it is <laughs> in the sense where. You're just looting and shooting, you know? I want it to have something different. I really hope this one has something different because three was amazing. Four felt just kind of like a reskin, honestly. It did. And Primal, I didn't even play. Primal, a lot of people like Primal. I really did not. Yeah. I played it, a lot of it. The entire time, I'm like, I'm not really having fun. Why am I doing this? Yeah. And I'm doing it just because that genre of a game is totally my type of game. So I'm super looking forward to this because I think they're going to... They're going to have a good story. The story it. is intriguing. I've been seeing some uh, early gameplay footage on different YouTubers channels. Everything I see makes me really interested. Is it going to be the kind of game that just you turn in when you're done, though, as far as the main storyline? Like, I remember three was so awesome. As soon as I finished main storyline, then it's just like, eh. and then what? Yeah, you just done. poke around. The, I mean, it then depends. you hunt like, and then you just do side missions. With I re- three, I did everything, though. Yeah. Like, I. I don't know if I 100%ed it, but I did as much as I possibly could to to get every outpost and, you know, hunt all the creatures and make everything. Like, I just, I did everything. And if this game is good enough, I'll do it too. I think what would make this game really pop from um, a lot of games like it, including the other entries in the Far Cry series, is if you can make the side quests, if you don't notice that you're in a side quest, you know? Like, when side quests become as important or as exciting as main mission storylines yeah. that's always a good look for a game like that i think that would be really nice the setting is in now in the 70s i believe we've got i don't know we know that no i i, I i'm pretty sure i'm saying that right okay and in montana y- you're in cult militia occupied montana i'm really intrigued by this and i really hope it's good it did get delayed a little bit no problem Fine. all the Make all, it a lot of the good games do so, yeah, thank you for mentioning that one. I so, knew something was missing in my mind. I like what you're saying about the side missions, right? We don't want the side missions to feel like side missions. I'm trying to think of an example of a game. I thought that... Dying Light did that pretty well. Um, oh, I don't think I got far in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't think of too many words. I wonder, I never got to play um, 
Horizon, but maybe that did that well. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Horizon did the side quest really well. Yeah, you're right. Where they're just not so blatantly obvious, like, this is where we are running out of ideas. Well, and... Fetch quests, as they say. Yeah, fetch quests are... You have to really get creative to make a fetch quest not feel like a fetch quest. Yeah. But um, one of the things that Horizon did really well was there's no side mission but you can get caught up doing something for a really long time. Just And Zelda did that too. That's the other one Good I was example, thinking. Good example, I'm sure. So, yeah, no, Breath of the Wild did an amazing job of having all these side missions that you felt like you really needed to do, um, and they were fun to do. And they also had the ability to make you just get lost in the world or figure your own side mission out, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Is there anything else in your head or heart about 2018 uh the game anthem is that coming out in 2018 i don't know is it i don't know if it, it is could. i'm looking forward to it yeah oh you know what a game is smaller scale game but sure. i'm really wanted to check out um we happy few is it remember that game it looks a little bit like bioshock kind of steampunkish oh i played a demo of that yeah just that hasn't come out yet. That's no, weird. I know, uh, right? But it is coming out in 2018. That was a, I remember the demo. That was a neat demo. Yeah, it looks pretty awesome. It does look very Dishonored-ish, Bioshock-ish, mm-hmm. and I think that's always a good thing. That's a that's yep. a great comparison to have. All right, now we we went over a lot of games, and I think top is for both of us Red Dead. Yeah, gotta All be. Right. Now, what off the top of your head is your top for movies? Would you disagree with me if I said? I think I speak for both both of us. It's got to be Black Panther or uh, Avengers. Avengers. Just okay. because that's the culmination of everything. But yes, Black Panther is right up there too. Uh if we're going chronologically, sure. Black Panther is probably the first big release that I'm looking forward it, to this I, year. See, I'm actually I think I'm looking more forward to Black Panther. Okay. So 1A, 1B. But both seriously, when I see the commercials for both of them, I get like i get i i mean i don't want to like sound dramatic but i yeah i don't get like get like goosebumps goosebumps but like i can feel the excitement building in me absolutely i know in my heart that infinity war will end in a cliffhanger being it's part one someone's gonna yeah they're not calling it part one and part two but we know that's what it is because that's kind of what the original titles were we are in agreement those are two huge ones for us uh also coming out in the month of may belonging to the larger Disney umbrella now. Solo. Solo. Yeah. Looking forward to that 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. The, so Solo had some... Directorial challenges. Shifties. There's two things that make me worry about Solo. One is that, you know, whenever you hear rumors about directors and writers or, or problems with uh, the, um, the filming of it, when all the dominoes don't line up and fall... It makes you worry that this might be pieced together and seem a little disjointed. You, one could kind of say that we got a little bit of that out of Rogue One, because Rogue One had some some challenges in filming. It did, and then it turned out to be one of the lesser liked of all of the Star Wars, but also the most different. So yeah, those are those are good points. I'm kind of just curious to see what what this one looks like. I am really looking forward to it, though. May is going to be a great month. What about Deadpool 2? Confirmed 2018. Yes, I know. That's going is to that be probably huge. end of the, uh, I think 20? tail end of 2018 for yeah. sure. Oh, that's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be insane. That movie is going to rake, especially after the just predictable but still even surprising success of the first one. Yeah. You knew the first one was going to kill it, but not to that degree. Yeah. And now imagine the budget they have, and I hope they don't abuse it. Yeah. And I hope they still reel it into a small, tight storyline. Imagine what Deadpool 3 is going to look like now that Disney has it. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, What else? Here's an interesting one, because we kind of killed it a little bit when we talked about its trailer. Have you had any more time to think about Forbidden Kingdom, the new Jurassic Park movie? No, I don't. Really low end of interest for me. I just don't care that much. I'll see it, but I just don't care that much. I mean, especially when there's other ones like um, Ready Player One. Thank you. It's coming out. That's going to be my next one for sure. Um, actually, I believe The Incredibles 2. Uh, you beat me to it here, friend. Those Seriously. Are, those are other ones that I'm like. 14 years later and they're doing it. I, I'm not a, a hater of Disney Pixar, but it's not like I just assume they're all good. I don't yeah. really. I'm not a di- huge Disney Pixar guy, especially ones that have like singing in it. But Incredibles, well, no pun intended, 
was an incredible movie. I it really was liked it. Really good. And I I'm glad they're doing this because Craig T. Nelson, coach who voices uh, Mr. Incredible, uh-huh. I don't know if he's going to be around forevermore. You know, hmm. another 14 years, they probably wouldn't be able to do it. I'm just saying, they, I'm glad they got him. Why they still have him? Right, right, right. If after this podcast comes out, like if we read on like CNN.com because that's a website we go to a lot. If we read Craig T. Nelson dies, I'm like, whoa, this is weird. Yeah. I, stay alive, Craig <laughs> T. We need you. We got to be careful what we say on the podcast. Yeah. Then. Sorry, Craig. Um, a couple others that I'm not quite sure if they're coming out in 2018, but I think, isn't Aquaman supposed to come yeah. out in 2018? But we haven't seen anything for that. No. So it's really kind of hard to, and I didn't get a good feel for him, me personally, based on his lone appearance, unless you count Donna Justice, but in uh, Justice League mm-hmm. uh, didn't really do much for me. Well, I know. Uh, me neither. But I, it just makes me, I'm not even sure if it's 2018, but I'll wait till I see some sort of marketing yeah. material for that. One of the last ones I want to mention is I think Ant-Man and Wasp is 2018. That, w- that would seem to add up, yes. Well, yeah. no, that might be too much because you'll have Avenger, or you'll have, you'll have um, Black Panther and Avengers and yeah, but they're the February and May, so what about a a third or fourth quarter oh, release yeah. from okay, Marvel? Okay, that would make sense then. Because they're averaging have... about three movie, three to four movies a year. Wow, that's crazy. As man. of late, and they do stagger them. So maybe the Ant Man and Wasp will be end of twenty eighteen. It might be. Okay. Is there anything else we're missing that we know for sure is twenty eighteen movie wise? I mean, you know what's one that um, I believe you and I saw the trailer for at the same time, but that. Um, Alita, oh, that could be uh, weird, like Battle the, Angel or something like that. Yeah, the the murder doll. Yeah, yeah. That, it just looks so cool and it does. so visionary. I just, I, I'm really intrigued. I have no idea what to expect on that, but it looks beautiful. You got any interest in Pacific Rim Uprising? No. Yeah. What about Mission Impossible Six? What about it? I believe that's supposed to be 2018. If it is, great. Five was awesome. Five was incredible. It's like three the, was also. Such a good movie. Yeah, number two was the only kind of real letdown in I that think, whole series. I think didn't like John Woo do that one or something. Yeah, and he did. He had the same doves flying when he walked through something. Unfortunate. So yeah. stupid. Kind of predictable. That's all I can think of. I know we're out of the three things we mostly talk about: TV shows, movies, and well, games. Well, there are some TV shows. Well, I was just gonna say, out of the three, I think the TV is what I'm least knowledgeable of. But there are some things coming out I'd like to start. First of which. Being that everyone's like, oh, cool, this guy got real talent after Get Out came out. Mm-hmm. Now, Jordan Peele is in conjunction with CBS. His name's over. I don't know what to what degree, but uh, they're revitalizing and redoing Twilight Zone. And it's coming out oh, this year. Oh, yeah, I heard something about that. That could be that. cool, man. That yeah. Could, that could be really cool. I would say, yeah, I'm kind and of excited to check that out. If you look at Twilight Zone now, it seems so cheesy. It does. But it was it. legitimately weird. Like, people were afraid of it yeah and and what does a new version of that look like i'm kind of excited to see in a in a in like a post american horror story type yeah what genre. i imagine it, it being seen as how it is cbs and of course envelopes are being pushed further on network television than ever before but that's just a progression with time i imagine it'll be like a a slightly lesser version of like um what's that show on netflix the weird show black mirror I can oh. imagine it seeing like being almost yeah. in that style where the stories are not interconnected. It's just Black Mirror is, Some people really like Black Mirror. Yeah, the I like season it. just came out, but I'm not. I like on it. it, but like it's it's almost too weird, and it. I agree. I I do have an issue following serialized shows like this that are not intertwined with each other. You know, if you're if I'm gonna get involved in a series, I want there to be a story over time where every episode connects i feel that versus the every episode is its own story it it's just my style so i'm not really sure if i'll be sure totally in on this what else but we're also going to get a lot of the new netflix marvel shows uh jessica jones yes season daredevil two. yep um and, and luke cage i imagine and luke cage ship. hopefully they can write the ship because the last two entries have been pretty i mean punisher's well, doing his own thing i'm not counting him but as far as like the greater defender guys uh-huh Defenders and Iron Fist have been pretty off the path. Oh, they were bad. What else is coming up on So very TV? soon, not a big thing, but what could be the last season of X-Files. I haven't watched X-Files yeah. in a long time, but just to know that it's probably ending and just to see how it ends, 
I'm kind of curious about that because I remember growing up with that show. You got to understand. No, I did too. But the new seasons, from what I hear, weren't very good. Or the yeah. new season. Yeah, last uh, last year when they just put out a little six season or six episode season wasn't great, but it's just kind of like to reintroduce you to these characters and what their motivations are and what are the X Files. And if they can, well, it's it's out like next week, probably by the time we put this out, it'll be out January I think third. It starts back up, and it's rumored to be the last season. So I'm I am kind of curious to check that out. And I don't watch it like I don't have to like set my my clock you know to sunday night at eight just something i'll watch casually like mm-hmm. when i'm you know have hulu out or something like that but i am, I am kind of looking forward to it also i'm really hopeful that legion season two can ride the wave of momentum the first one left off so did you finish a whole season of legion i finally did yes i i thought it was really good i thought okay. it was so different there from- was something out there's something about it that i just couldn't keep up with it and it, not saying i couldn't keep up with it like i couldn't understand it but i i had a hard time continuing on when there's just nothing that was really opening my eyes to what was going on. And I just felt like that, um, I guess a similar feeling that you get when you watch like lost or something, you're like, okay, cool. Everything's intriguing, but you're never giving me an answer. Like, yeah, let's do something here. So, and, and I think I got tired of that and I just stopped. So if you're saying they answer a lot of those questions, if they were to in season two, I'm well, I mean, do they, by the end of season one, I guess is what I'm asking. Uh, or do they just raise you, more questions? That's not a spoiler. It's just no. I think I think you. So you didn't finish, is what no, you're saying? No, I watched maybe the first four episodes. I think it's worth it if you've already put in the time for four episodes, and it's not like a must-watch. Stop what you're doing, but you know, just casually get around to it when you can. I know we've got a, you know, a never-ending resupply coming up of, of stuff like this, but it it was worth it in retrospect. So I get it. Yeah, just finish it up this first season. It, it's worth it if you've okay. already even put down the time it takes for four episodes. Okay. Is if, there anything else on TV? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I mean, on TV, up, but <laughs> that specifically that we coming out there the year 2018. I can't think of anything. I'm else. not a big TV guy, so yeah, me neither. Yeah, and honestly, if it's streaming, I'll know about it from Netflix because they'll send me 500 well, wait, what notifications. About, what about Game of Thrones? No, Is that Stranger Thre- Stranger Things and Game of Thrones are not coming out 2018. Damn. Yeah, I know that's that's a big gut punch. Yeah. Okay. But good things come to those who wait. Let's get to Punisher then. What are you thinking? Because I can't say what. Are... I really like the Punisher. It's it's interesting because it's not like it's as much action as I thought, and it's nowhere near the story that I thought they'd take. But I don't know uh, the the guy who plays Punisher. What's his name? Bernthal. John Bernthal. John Bernthal. He's just so good in that part. Oh, it's it's perfect. And perfect cast. And um, I actually feel like the cast is really good all the all around, and I like some of the twists that you get here and there. I'm I'm actually really enjoying this show. I think everyone that they've cast in it is great. It's not like, you know, you get Iron Fist, right? And immediately you just go, why the hell is that guy Iron Fist? Yeah, I don't feel like, that. And I don't feel that. I can. I feel like I can really get into the story and follow the story. And it doesn't have to be full of action because I'm genuinely intrigued with the story that is taking place. The development, place. but you know the action is going to come eventually. The action is, is like the frosting on the cake. The cake is really good and totally worth eating, but... The frosting just makes it a little bit better. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm following your culinary example. <laughs> so it's just, I, I don't know. I, I think it's good. I like it. Um, I haven't finished it, but I've got a whole bunch of other things that I'm, I've been watching. Doctor Who and oh, new Mine season, Hunters. Right? And anyway, what do you A couple think? things about The Punisher that just, I feel like it's almost stereotypical. The female agent, the tough badass that's got something to prove. And she's sleeping with the enemy and she doesn't really know it. Sure. I mean, they make her to be like just this ambitious, tough go-getter. And yet she can't see something so blatantly obvious in front of her face. Um, right. I don't like, I'm going to forget his name. The Is it the Lucas character? That he becomes basically a bomber. You know, he's the, the younger Marine suffering with PTSD. I don't understand. Yes. I, okay. It, yes, totally. Because every time they show him... I question why he's there. Yes. And I'm sure... So, I don't know where you are. Did you finish it? I'm like two episodes away. Okay. I just got to a point where something happens that sort of ties him into the the story of the main characters. Um, but admittingly, I haven't progressed to see what that really is. Throughout this entire season, we've been watching this one dude who is just going a little crazy um, and has really bad PTSD. But the question that I keep having is why? Why are we watching this guy? 
you know, how does this relate? How does What's this, this relate? for? I almost, yeah. I, I, and I actually know someone who this character reminds me of. Mm, and that's harsh. Yeah, they didn't, I don't think it's like a, a cheap, you know, like a cheap trick that they put in there. But it just, it's hard for me when I watch it. It reminds me of someone I used to know very well and who did go to Iraq and did come back messed up. And it's just like, uh, it's just, I wish I could skip over those parts. But yeah. Know. I'm sure they'll have some sort of tie-in near the end. They I would have to. I would hope so, or else it's just kind of pointless. The hacker, what's his name? Chip Circuit? Chippy? Yes, Chip, Chippy Circuit. Yeah, what's his name? What's his hacker name? His real name's David, and he too got blacklisted. I don't know. They said his hacker name near the beginning, and they didn't touch on it. Since. Yeah, they, he's just kind of like the cheesy, I can do everything with a computer guy. But then I like how it humanizes him. Yeah. Because now, you know, Frank that's the Punisher, and has developed like this weird, almost you're going too far with my wife relationship. Right. But also it's weird. I, I It keeps me um, really interested in the dynamic, how these two are building a friendship, but there's something that could easily just split them apart. Oh, and he's like flirting with the idea. Move. You see Frank is a few times look up at the camera like, I could totally bang your wife if I wanted to. Right. And yeah, and I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um you know, we totally should have said spoiler. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Um, it's been like a month and a half now. People have probably watched it enough. Hopefully. Hopefully. The um, I'm going to forget his name, but um, the handsome Marine that's really got an ulterior yeah, motive. Yeah. The- you, you know where you were? Okay. Sorry. You know where I recognize him from? And I, as soon as I'm answering the question in my head, it made me think of something. I'll tie this together in a second, I promise. But you know where you recognize him from? No. From Westworld. And of course, Westworld season two. Oh. Because Westworld season one came out in 2016. It missed all of 2017. Oh, Westworld season two is 2018. Yes, it is. We were talking about, oh, anything else for TV? So there you go. I knew there was something else. All in all, Punisher is a the best Netflix show of 2017 as it relates to anything Marvel. Because it sure as hell wasn't Iron Fist or Defenders. So yeah, there you go. Are you watching that Mindhunters, by the way? Yes, I'm watching Mindhunter. I think it's. Oh, all, is it just Mindhunter? I think so. Yeah, I I'm, just finished that the other day. I'm about halfway through. It is slow, but it is. You know what? It is a mind fuck, though. You know whose name is attached to it, and it makes sense. It's a David Fincher. He's executively mm. producing it. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it is slow. It is really bothersome when they go to talk to the um the killers in prison yeah. and just hearing how these guys are so detached from reality. And but I like it. It's intriguing. It reminds me of like Silence of the Lambs with Law and Order. Okay, like yeah. You're meeting these creepy killers, but they're like, "Where were you on the night?" And then you know the guy unloading freight at the dogs. Like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Some yeah, stuff and it's not end, but... scary as in raw scary or murder scary, but it's creepy. It's psychologically yeah, it kind of disturbing, and I'm really digging it. I think this is a promising show. I love the the interplay between the two agents. You know, you got the old salty Three. guy, the yeah. woman, yeah. The, the two guys specifically there at sure great dynamics really good show it came out of nowhere too yeah like, people, it just became one of those are you watching mine hunters yeah i didn't even know about it and i'm yeah. like sure i'll give it a shot and i'm really glad i did i can't wait to finish the season yeah it's cool 2017 has been a kind year for it's just good and 2018 is looking faces. good too yeah god the amount of movies and games Ugh. you've heard what we're excited for it don't forget you can hit us up and let us know uh we got a twitter at random fandom wbb and I think that does it for all of our main points tonight. I think so. So why don't we shift into our shadow of the synopsis, Brandon? I've got a good I'm one excited. for you. And if you're playing along at home, yes, this is something, whether it's based on a comic book, a TV show, movie, or a game, I'm going to give him a synopsis, a real one, and he's really got to figure it out. This story is loosely based adaptation from The Jungle Book. It's a spinoff of sorts. It follows a lovable yet struggling out-of-work pilot in a fictional town called Cape Suzette. He's also a good guy. He's befriended by an orphan kid, uh, a former air pirate named Kit, and uh, a lovable mechanic. Also, there's a restaurant on the island that he quite frequents, and it's the tale of his adventures as he is turning his former air freight cargo business into a reputable business as it's bought by a big bank, and on the way, he has to battle occasional air pirates and foreign invaders. That's all. I remember this cartoon. I used to watch this cartoon all the time when you um, mentioned that it was 
kind of a spinoff of um, the Jungle Book. Right. That was like immediately I was like, I know what this is without you having to go very much further. Uh, it's Tailspin. It is. Where the pilot, the main character, is a bear. It's Baloo. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to see he got out of the jungle and wound up as a pilot. Because that's the thing. That's the, that's the natural progression after you raise a man cub and defeat a tiger. Yeah. You're like, you what do I do with my life now as a bear? <laughs> I want to go be a pilot. Yeah, obviously. Good good knowledge. Early 90s, like really early 90s. Two seasons, I think it lasted like 90, 91. Is that two seasons? Yeah, it was quick. Man, I, I had, a, had a dent in my childhood. I remember it pretty yeah, clearly. for sure. Cool. Well, let's end it as we always do with our awesome quote in geek history. The people demand it. Let's give it to them. Let's give it to them. This, you know, I realized something. I don't think we've ever gone back into geek history and played a classic internet video. The internet is a viable medium nowadays. Absolutely. I think it qualifies. What'd you have in mind? One of my favorites is Charlie Bit Me. So we're not going to play the whole thing, but here you go. A little snippet of Charlie Bit Me. Okay, that's it. Goodbye. Go home. <laughs> hey, let's give you all the details because we know you really want to get a hold of us. Randomfandomcast at gmail.com. If you email us, guess what you're going to get in response? An away message. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then we'll eventually <laughs> reply. Saying we're on vacation, which well, we're not. No, I wish. And you can also uh, keep up with what we've got to say with our Twitter, at WBB. That's with Brandon and Brandon. Don't forget about it. Please check out all our past episodes. A lot of good stuff there happening and a lot of future episodes to come. So until you hear from us again, thank you for being a fan of our fandom and happy 2018. Yeah. And for all of 2018, please, please stay geeky. Stay geeky.